Hello, and welcome to episode 68 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to the newest member of the Modern Manager community, Bosk M. And I apologize if I didn't pronounce your name right. I know myself having a unique name like Mamie means that people will just mispronounce it and you kind of just got to roll with it. I hope that you're finding the episode guides and guest bonuses useful. And for all of you listeners, if you have been thinking about joining, please make this investment in yourself. I'm not saying that because I want more members, although of course I do. I really just want you to be as effective as possible in building that strong, healthy team and being comfortable and confident in adopting all of the management practices that I talk about on the show. So go to mamieks.com and from there you can learn more about memberships and you can join or stay tuned at the end of the show for more information. Next, I have been sharing podcasts that I enjoy, and the one that I want to share with you now is The Productivityist with Mike Vardy. Mike interviews guests on a whole bunch of things that will help you elevate your productivity at work and at home. I love Mike's style, and I learn something from every episode that I listen to. If you want to check out The Productivityist, I suggest you start with either my episode, which is number 167, in which Mike interviews me about productive meetings or one of my personal favorite episodes, which is number 227, Why You Need Atomic Habits with James Clear. That particular episode has inspired a lot of my thinking and some of the things that I talk about in this show in terms of how to build habits and healthy practices in your day-to-day work. So go to productivityist.com or search Productivityist wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, on to the topic for today. This episode is about how to integrate a new team member, and that could be you as the new team leader inheriting a team, or it could be a new hire that is joining your team. What I'm not going to talk about today is changing roles, meaning when you get promoted to be the team leader and you are now managing your former peers, because that is really its own topic and I will cover in an upcoming episode. This one is really about how do you speed up that personal orientation so that you can more quickly build trust and get into that high-performance mode as a group. Now, on to the show. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. It sometimes feels rare these days for a team to have consistent, unchanging membership, meaning teams are regularly adding new people and losing people for a variety of reasons. Getting into a groove with how the team works and relying on solid relationships between team members isn't easy when the composition is constantly in flux. So as I mentioned at the start, today is going to be about totally new members joining a team. First, I want to talk a little bit about team cohesion and stages of team development. Then I'll talk about what happens when you're the new person and you're inheriting a team. And then lastly, I'll talk about how to integrate a new hire who is joining your team. As you'll see, whether you're the new leader or you've made a new hire, the outcomes of all these processes and what you're striving for is pretty similar. But what's at stake and the questions being asked and the role that you're playing, and the process you're going to use are a little bit different. So first on team cohesion and team formation. You may have heard of Bruce Tuckman's model that goes something like this. Forming, storming, norming, performing, mourning. That was a mouthful. 
But in essence, he is describing the team development path as a series of stages. First comes forming, when a brand new group of people is coming together and they are initially just trying to figure out and get a sense of who everyone is and what you're going to do together. Then comes storming, where you start to have conflict or frustration with one another, where working style differences come out or power and responsibility are questioned. Then comes norming, where you figure out more explicit ways of working together, or you figure out how to resolve differences and manage conflict productively. Then you move into performing, where the team is running really well and leveraging each other's unique strengths. And then finally, when a team member leaves or the team is disbanded, you move into mourning, where it's maybe emotionally hard to work without someone or to let go of what the team used to be. This absolutely is not the only model of team cohesion and team formation. And it's really more of a cycle with lots of mini loops rather than a set of linear phases. But overall, I like this model because of its simplicity, and I find it to be relatively accurate in describing the relationships and systems among people when I've worked with teams. If you want to know more about this model, I have linked to some additional resources in the show notes. But to bring this back to the topic of today's discussion, what happens when you inherit a team? The group of people have already been working together before you've arrived as their new team leader. So in theory, they're experiencing the mourning phase where they've had to adjust to the loss of their leader. Now, they may be happy that this person is gone or totally devastated or have lived for a while without a team leader. But in any case, your arrival means things are likely to change, which for some people will trigger concerns or fears and for others will trigger hope. Regardless, they may be wondering, Who are you? What are you going to do to this team? Will you want to change a whole bunch of things? How will you manage us? What's your style? What do you care about? How do I not get onto your bad side? Are you going to finally implement these things that we've been asking for? Are you going to stand up for us inside of this organization? And just like they have all these questions, you will likely have questions too. So together, you are moving from the morning back to the forming stage. Just trying to figure out again what it means to be this particular configuration of people with you at the helm. The goal is to move as quickly as possible from forming to performing. In other words, to help the new manager get to know the team and the team the new manager while building a strong foundation for the working relationship. The way that I do this with teams is using a process called the leadership assimilation. This process consists of four steps, which happen during a two to three hour meeting. And those steps are brainstorming reflection, information sharing, responding, and so what planning. So let's look at each of these, starting with brainstorming. This first piece is a chance for the new manager and the team to separately reflect. There are a million questions that could be asked during this reflection, but in general, the questions the team should think about are the following. What do we want the new manager to know about me personally or about us as a group? What do we want to know about the new manager? What do we already think we know about the new manager that should be tested for accuracy? What concerns and hopes do we have? And how might we help our new manager be successful? At the same time, the manager is doing their own reflection, asking, what do I want the team to know about me? What do I want to know about the team as individuals or as a collective? And what do I want or need from the team to help me be successful? After this reflection time, the manager and the team get together and they share what they've each come up with. 
I like to do this on a flip chart when the team is in person, but you can do it on a Google Doc if you are a virtual team. It works just as well. I suggest that you first go through all of the information sharing and just walk through the content and limit the conversation and really focus on asking questions for clarification. Some of the reflection time that you did will have been coming up with more questions. So that's what the responding time is used for. Let the sharing time just be sharing out. Just be allowing everyone to wrap their brains around all the information, all the assumptions, all the questions that have been laid out on the table. Then move into the responding. This is now the time to answer the questions that were raised, to reflect on the assumptions and say, yes, these ones are accurate. And no, these ones, I think maybe you misinterpreted my behavior. And so let me clarify what that actually is. You'll, of course, do this for both groups with the manager and the team. And then after everything has been shared and everything has been responded to, it is time to shift into the so what mode. So as a group, ask yourself, now that we know all of this, what do we do with it? If there are questions that are still unanswered, you may want to plan some additional conversations, or maybe there are some norms that you want to immediately adopt, or maybe you want to organize a sub-team to work on a specific topic that came up, or maybe it's enough to simply say, great, now that we know more about each other, we will be able to work more effectively together. This whole process should take about two to three hours, and if possible, you should get someone who is not a part of your team to help facilitate and keep you on track. It doesn't have to be anyone with special facilitation skills, just someone who can help you follow the agenda, keep you on time, and take some notes. But again, you can do it on your own if you need to. And to help you do that, the full guide this week contains a sample agenda along with lots of questions for the manager and for the team so that you can pick out the right questions for your situation. Now, as a side note, This group meeting does not replace having individual meetings with each person on your team so that you as the new manager can get to know them and their role and start to build that one-on-one relationship. What I'm talking about is in addition to those individual meetings, and this meeting is really designed around the team. Now, let's look at how this works when the new person is not you, but one of your new hires or a new addition to your team. In this case, you'll facilitate the meeting Usually an hour to 90 minutes is plenty. And this meeting will focus on getting to know the people and a little about who the team is. So to start, I like to use an icebreaker that helps people find things they have in common or things that they didn't know about each other. And what's great is that this works regardless of how many times you have done it with the same people. There are always new things that we can learn about our colleagues. So for example, the first 20 to 30 minutes may be an activity like two truths and a lie where each person shares two things about themselves that are true and one thing that's a lie. Now, if you do this particular activity, please have people write down their truths and a lie before the meeting and bring that paper with them. It is so much more fun because it's less obvious as to which one is the lie and you get better stories when people think about them ahead of time. The key is that after someone shares and the group guesses, the person then explains the backstory to either their lie or elaborates on one of the really interesting truths. Make it into a little conversation. Ask questions to get more details, or share what you relate to in that story if you've had a similar kind of experience. And encourage others to do the same. 
A few other activities I really like are the spectrum activity where a statement is made and people move along the spectrum of agree to neutral to disagree and stop at the position that feels right for their answer on that statement or creating a slogan or motto for your life. And by the way, the full guide for this episode has instructions for how to lead each of these different icebreaker activities. Now, the second 30 to 40 to 60 minutes is spent telling your team's story. Who are you as a team and how did you get here? What is important to you and what should this new person know? I think it's fun to do it like a game where one person starts and they say one sentence and then the next person in the circle says one sentence and then the next person so that you keep going around and around and around and building the story as a group. As the team leader, try to document the key points either on a whiteboard or on a Google Doc so that you can keep track of what's been shared and what still needs to be said, and so that the new team member has something to refer back to. The team story can include the following topics. How our team was formed or when people joined. What our team mission or purpose is. What successes we've had or what we're really proud of. What makes us special or unique. And how do we do things around here? And of course, feel free to include any other questions that you feel are important for your team. If it's helpful to use the questions as prompts, that is totally fine. The point is that it should be a group telling, not one person going through a laundry list of information. And it should be interactive and that the new person can ask questions as you go along. This activity can be really fun. And if there's time, you could also do it as part of your new leader assimilation and have the team itself tell you their story. So to recap, when the composition of a team changes, the group will experience some sort of interruption to its dynamic. This interruption is not by default a bad thing, but any interruption is a time of uncertainty and potentially heightened emotions. And of course, always a time of change. So it's important to be sensitive to the situation, to the fears and hopes of having lost a leader and gained a new one, to the fears and hopes of having a new team member join, and how this may impact a close-knit team or create new expectations around responsibilities and workload. The more you can put everything on the table up front in both a group setting and through individual meetings, the smoother the transition will be. The mini guide for today's episode is the list of questions for reflection for a leader assimilation, and it is available at mamieks.com slash miniguides. To get the full guide to today's episode, which has the instructions for the icebreakers and the story building activity, plus sample agendas for each meeting, become a member of the Modern Manager community. Go to mamieks.com slash join. That's M-A-M as in monkey, I-E, K as in kangaroo, S as in south.com slash join. And for $15 a month, you can get the episode guides and guest bonuses to help you implement the learnings from each episode. And if you work for a nonprofit or government agency, shoot me a note from your work email and I will send you a discount code to get 20% off of any membership level. Of course, if you just want this episode guide or any other individual episode guide, you can purchase it at mamieks.com slash store. All the links are in the show notes and they are in your inbox along with the free mini guide if you subscribe to my newsletter. Go to mamieks.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively. 
build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit Meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.